You may have heard the expression, knowledge is power. Well, today we're going to give you more power to control your diet and lifestyle by giving you the facts. Welcome to the Nutrition Facts Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger. Today we have a special edition of Nutrition Facts Q&A, where I answer a wide variety of your questions on YouTube on a cornucopia of topics. Enjoy. Let us get to your questions. Um, first one on the list is from Maria, who says, does having dark circles of the eyes have anything to do with nutrition? Any specific foods? I don't think so. Um, that's just uh, pooling of blood. Uh, not getting enough sleep can do it. Um, I don't think, uh, I don't think uh, anything in, your, in nutrition, anything you eat, is uh, going to matter on that, uh, in that case. All right. Um, next up is from Nate. Hey, what would be the best way to get all your B vitamins in a complex without taking a supplement? Um, uh, you, you don't, uh, by eating food. So eat some whole grains, you get all your B vitamins, of course, with the exception of B12. Um, so eat whole foods, nail my daily dozen. Uh, you get everything you need with the exception of vitamin D. If you're not getting adequate sunshine and vitamin B12. Critically important for anyone eating a healthy diet. Next up, uh, oh, Maria's back saying, what about Artemisia? Can it help fight COVID-19? I very much doubt it's ever been put to the test, so I would not know. Next up, from Ella. Hello. Ooh, uh, mom has a mass in her cecum that's part of the colon. Um, she's been sick, not eating much. Yeah. Trying to help with plant based foods. Any plants she should avoid? Um, uh, well, um, most importantly, she sh and I presume this is what's happening, and that's how they figured out she had a mass in her cecum. They need to find out what is going on. Um, uh, so, presumably, she's gone in for biopsy, et cetera, et cetera, but I would certainly encourage her. She cannot treat the cause until she knows what indeed is going on. In terms of foods she should avoid, Again, it would depend on what's going on. If there's some kind of um, a stricture, if the mass is such that it's closing off part of the intestinal out outlet, um, then uh, she may want to say, um, uh, you know, she may not want to eat big, you know, raw kale salads or something um, for fear of creating a phytobezoar, which is a mass of undigested uh, fibrous food, which normally most people... I've chewed well enough. It just passes right through you perfectly fine. Actually, it does all sorts of good things. But if you have some kind of um, uh, problem, so if you've had like intestinal surgery and uh, there might be some kind of stricture, some kind of narrowing um, or a mass, something like this, um, uh, you might have to be concerned about that. But again, most important thing, figuring out what is going on. Uh, next up on the list, Francisco says, what would be the healthiest type of whole grain bread? Should I bake it myself? Okay, well, um, the problem with bread, uh, the reason it's a yellow light food, a processed uh, plant food, is because it requires salt. Um, and uh, we don't want to add salt to anything. But if you were going to do a bread, um, then the healthiest type, of, uh, healthiest type of bread would be something like pumpernickel because it actually has whole intact rye berries, rye groats in there. Um, so ideally, that's how we should eat all our grains in whole intact form. So wheat berries or rye berries or oat groats, um, barley groats, um, that's the best way. And so the fact that something like a pumpernickel may have actually um, not just um, all whole grains, but actually have some groats in there, 
that's the way to go. Um, um, so, uh, yeah, so ideally we should deflower our diet. We shouldn't um, eat flower foods. There's ways to make sprouted um, uh, grain breads, and uh, you can also buy sprouted grains that would be healthier. Um, but uh, best way to eat your grains is in whole intact form. Uh, but if you were going to buy a bread, you want to get the lowest sodium, uh, at least to be 100% um, whole grain. Um, but again, and put something really healthy on it if you're going to eat it. And next one is, what are my thoughts on air fryers from Stephanie? I've got one right there. If I could, I could probably twist the camera, but um, uh, there, uh, now uh, Instapots is a type of electric pressure cooker. Now it has a model where it has an air fryer attached, so you don't have to buy two things. Um, I love my air fryer. What do I use it for? Purple sweet potato fries. Um, takes purple sweet potatoes, um, spritz a little uh, lime juice or uh, malt vinegar or on them, and then um, uh, and then shake them with some uh, blue cornmeal and sage and and smoked paprika and uh, garlic and onion powder. Uh, what else do I put in it? Some chipotle powder um, and uh, maybe some nutritional yeast, and then put it in the air fryer ten minutes. And it turns off automatically and then dip them in a salt-free ketchup and you are good to go. You can also also make some tempeh wings with them. Um, you just uh, take some tempeh and you can steam and microwave it and then chop it up. And Oh, sweet potato, with, for the sweet potato fries, I microwave the sweet potatoes first. I'm sort of soft inside because then, uh, so then, yeah. So it's kind of, you pre-cook them in a the microwave and then chop them up, dredge them, air fry them. Um, you can also make the, my tempeh wings, same thing, cook the tempeh, um, chop it up. Uh, oh, and I can use like a flax egg mixture. Um, so, um, you, uh, take, um, uh, ground flax seeds, you add water. I think it's like a teaspoon of ground flax seeds, two and a half teaspoons of water, mix it up till it gets all mucusy. Um, and then put the, put the tempeh in that, cook tempeh in that. Then you dredge it in the same kind of mixture or anything else you want. So you have like a nice batter consistency, air fry them up, dip them in some low salt hot sauce and you are good to go. Okay. Hope I made everyone hungry. Next up, Martin said, should people with Hashimoto's, oh, no, you do not have to avoid cruciferous vegetables. You just have to make sure, um, if you have iodine deficiency, um, hypothyroidism that you get sufficient iodine because um, there are these gorgeous compounds in flax seeds, cruciferous vegetables, and other healthy foods that can interfere with the uptake of iodine. But that's only a problem for people with marginal iodine status. You just have to get enough iodine. Next question is from Almendra. What if we rely on salt to obtain our iodine? Well, um, iodized salt is a good source of iodine. Um, uh, but uh, it's, it's at the same time a bad source of iodine because it has salt in it. Um, has sodium, which is the worst thing about humanity's diet, according to the Global Burden of Disease Study, killing more people than um, uh, than anything else in our diet. Um, uh, the other four things that are killing us in humanity's diet is inadequate fruit consumption, inadequate vegetable consumption, inadequate um, nut and seed consumption, and inadequate whole grain consumption. Um, but so the only uh, so those are all things we're not getting enough of. Um, but uh, the only thing we're in the top five that we're getting too much of is sodium. So 
Um, if you are going to put table salt, use iodized salt, not natural sea salt, not Himalayan bullshit salt. Um, just uh, use iodized salt. Ideally, shouldn't use um, iodized, uh, shouldn't use salt at all. And you should get your iodine from the healthiest source, which is sea vegetables like nori sheets. You can chew on as a snack, sprinkle some wakame or arame or dulse on foods. Um, and find a way to incorporate sea vegetables into your diet. That's a healthy source. All lots of other wonderful trace minerals as well. All right, Jim asks, um, from North Carolina, optimum amount of black human seeds daily. Ooh, well, it depends what you're trying to do, right? Black human seeds have all sorts of benefits, um, and uh, it's different doses for those benefits in terms of weight loss. I believe the recommendation in How Not to Diet was a quarter teaspoon a day. Which, if you don't like the taste, um, you can fit into two um, like veggie caps, zero zero veggie caps. Um, just take them like a pill form. Um, uh, but uh, but it's it's kind of like black pepper. If you like taste of black pepper, you like taste of black cumin. You can just grind it in a black pepper grinder onto your foods. Rose, ah, that's the name of one of my dogs. Why are the last ten pounds so hard to lose? I've, wow, I've lost 112 pounds. Congratulations, Rose. Thank you so much. Oh, it's because of me. That's very sweet. That's fantastic. It's not because of me. It's because of you. You kicked total tush. Um, and I'm happy to be a source of information um, and potentially motivation. But it's you did it. Fantastic. Okay, last 10 pounds. Um, uh, well, you are um, typically the reason people slow down um, is because then they start eating uh, more like they used to eat, um, which led them to uh, um, gain so much weight in the first place. Um, so people actually start, uh, so the reason people kind of plateau on diets is actually slowly going off their diet, even if they're continuing to lose weight. But if you're continuing to eat um, healthy, uh, then you're slowing down. Well, you just may be reaching that kind of um, that balance point, which your ins uh, on a healthy diet match your outs, in which case um, uh, you should be at a healthy weight. If you're not at a healthy weight, um, then uh, you need to eat even healthier. Um, uh, and, uh, and so some people, uh, most people, I mean, so the average BMI people are eating um, uh, plant-based is perfect, right down where we want it to be, but it's a bell curve, uh, such that uh, some people fall on either side. Same thing with blood pressure and cholesterol. Um, average um, cholesterol, average blood pressure, those eating plant-based, absolutely perfect, optimal, just where we want it to be, but it's a bell curve. Some people do even better. Some people don't even have to eat that healthy and uh, nail um, perfection. Other people have to do even more. Um, and so it's just eating foods in as whole a... Um, uh, a form as possible, and uh, you may have to lower calorie density or not lose any weight at all if you are already down at the BMI that uh, you should be at. Laura, oh, I name of my mom. I've been plant-based for seven years, but, oh, LDS never been under 70, had a heart CT scan and a CSE, zero, very good. That's a coronary artery and coronary um, uh, calcium, uh, coronary artery calcium score. Um, it was zero, meaning that they didn't find any uh, evidence of kind of old calcified plaque. Do I still need to worry about your LDL level? Yes, because you may your arteries may look good now, but they may not look good in the future. We should continue to try to 
um, eat as healthy as possible to drive our LDL down. You say, wait a second, I'm telling you, I'm eating plant-based. I'm not eating the trans fats, saturated fats, and dietary cholesterol that increase your LDL cholesterol. Okay, well, the next step is to then add foods that actively draw cholesterol from the system, like the portfolio diet food. So just Google portfolio diet, and it's like adding foods to your diet, like viscous, soluble fiber foods, like slimy foods, okra, oatmeal, eggplant, those kind of things, pull cholesterol from your body actively to get you down to a primary prevention target of 70 for your LDL cholesterol. Do you still have to worry about it? Yes, you still have to worry about it. Everybody does. We all got to get it down. Oh, another thing is if you haven't reached your target weight, um, having excess abdominal obesity, that visceral fat can increase your LDL cholesterol regardless of what you eat. Because you all, you have that fat um, flooding into your um, uh, bloodstream, spilling over from your fat cells, even if none of it's going into your mouth, and that can increase your LDL cholesterol. So, and you can get your uh, thyroid uh, tested. You have an underactive thyroid gland that can increase your cholesterol regardless of what you eat. So there's some secondary or non-dietary causes of hypercholesterolemia. Um, in addition, usually it's just uh, need to eat healthier. Okay. Um, Rhonda saying if you have very low blood pressure, you still need to avoid salt. And oh, ah, fantastic question. Salt does all sorts of horrible things to your body. Besides raise your blood pressure. That's the biggest concern. Raise your blood pressure. Also increase your risk of stomach cancer. Um, and uh, that's other bad things. So yes, you still need to avoid salt, even though your blood pressure is good. And there's some people whose salt actually doesn't affect their blood pressure. Uh, they still need to avoid salt um, because it hurts your arteries in other ways. Oh, fantastic question though. Okay. Ooh, rest with the, um, what is my advice? Oh, for ADHD. What do you say about lysine arginine against uh, herpes? Okay. So ADHD, I think exercise very effective as effective as drugs, um, in reducing ADHD symptoms. Problem is it's temporary. So you gotta like, you know, put spurts of exercise throughout the day. Um, but that was the only kind of lifestyle medicine intervention that I've seen. Uh, but that was a while ago. There might be more out there. I will keep an eye out. Um, and then what about um, lysine um, arginine ratios for herpes outbreaks? I know uh, people take lysine supplements when they have outbreaks of like a uh, cold sore, but does it actually work? Um, that's something I've not looked into, but I'm sure there's lots of science around there. If you type in Cochrane, um, C-O-C-H-R-A-N-E, um, and lysine, um, it's probably all you'd have to put in into PubMed. Um, uh, there will uh, likely be a Cochrane review on the use of lysine for herpes outbreaks. Um, that's uh, kind of a, uh, a evidence-based um, center that puts out, used to be kind of the gold standard for evidence-based uh, medicine. Um, uh, they've lost a little credibility um, recently, but it's still a good source for material. Or for, you know, if you're not going to dive deep, you just want kind of spoiler alert, latest thought answer. Okay, Maria is back saying she buys tea bags um, because I want to have it all as whole foods. I open the bags, drink the tea. Ah, eat the leaves. Great. I think tea is okay to drink, not to consume its content. What awesome questions. Um, yeah, you want to be uh, careful about green tea sourced from China. Um, only relatively recently did they get rid of leaded gasoline. Um, and so uh, there's a lot of lead in the soil um, and the tea plantations in China. Not a problem if you're just brewing tea because the, tea, the lead stays in the leaves, does not, does not leach into the water um, uh, very effectively. Um, so if you're just brewing your tea, 
um, uh, it uh, may not be an issue. But if you're actually eating the leaves, meaning you're drinking matcha tea, which is powdered green tea leaves, or putting your tea in a smoothie, or what it sounds like you're doing here, then indeed I would encourage you to get your green tea from Japan. Great question. I love all these high-level questions. Because most of the day, you know, I, I put all my interviews in, onto one day um, every month. I call it my catch-up day. Um, and so most of the day today I'm spending, you know, with just like mainstream, you know, outlets. And they're like, um, tell me, are apples any good? Or something like, you know, these really basic, basic questions. So it's great to come on these Q&As because I get like the graduate level questions. Okay. Hadi asks... What to get? What? What? So I think the question is, um, I have arthritis. I'm on steroids to suppress my immune system. So it sounds like it's an autoimmune um, or inflammatory arthritis. Um, so maybe something like rheumatoid. I would um, find out from your doctor if you don't know what kind of arthritis you have. And I know, for example, for rheumatoid arthritis, um, there are um, interventions that have been proven as effectively as corticosteroids. So hopefully you will be able to have your doctor wean yourself off of them. Um, not good to be on them long-term or even short-term, frankly, but uh, they can be absolute miracle drugs um, if nothing else helps. Okay. Sub901 asks, do I have any advice for AIH liver inflammation? What does that stand for? Autoimmune, I don't know. Uh, I'm 30. I've already switched to a vegan diet six months ago. Liver inflammation. Um, so um, oatmeal, coffee, there's a number, a number of things that decrease liver inflammation. But um, we want to treat the cause. And I'm not sure what what condition you are referring to. Um, and so uh, um, so and, and whether or not there is some kind of lifestyle intervention that can treat the underlying cause. Um, because that's obviously the ideal. Okay, Man Mango asks, um, gives some greetings from Germany. That's very sweet. Um, uh, so how much flaxseed is too much flaxseed? And answering that question, talking about the cyanide content, that's a limiting factor. Uh, it's a fascinating story. I forget what the final uh, upper limit is, but my certainly my daily dozen recommendation for a tablespoon a day is fine. Okay, intuitive eating thoughts, asks Almendra. Uh, I've looked a little bit, when I was writing How Not to Die, I looked at the intuitive eating stuff, and I was not impressed um, with literature. It just didn't seem to have a, much of a basis in science. I mean, um, the, the whole concept is kind of let your body, you know, um, let your body guide you, which in many ways is useful, but your body was not made for the modern world. Your body... Uh, your brain, your uh, biology, was uh, finely tuned in uh, uh, to be for us to be perfect cave people, um, uh, and unfortunately, um, uh, and or fortunately, depending on your <laughs> depending on your perspective, um, now there's things like donuts. Um, there were no donuts back then, so our cravings for calories, our cravings for salt and sugar and oil, concentrated sources of calories and sodium. Um, kept us alive back then because there's no KFC on the savannah. Um, and so craving for every little scrap of salt kept us alive. Now, those that same biology is killing us. Um, and so if we listen to our bodies, we would just be eating big tubs of ice cream and frosting all day long, um, which would not be a good thing for us. 
Okay. Mickey asks, if I hover around a BMI, 2425, with a whole food following the daily dust, is it futile to strive to get a, a better BMI? Would the set point theory force too much restriction to make that happen? Um, uh, okay. Well, okay. So that is, so that's kind of technically, uh, that's a normal BMI, but not an ideal um, BMI. Now we, I mean, we don't have data on people who've actually eaten healthy who follow that BMI. We do have data showing that people, um, uh, that, that a lower BMI is indeed better in terms of longevity, um, and disease risk. But these were people eating kind of regular diets. And, um, the question is, um, if you're eating healthy, does it really kind of matter? Um, and until we know more, I'm going to say yes. We really should try to get um, our BMIs into optimal range, um, just like we should get our cholesterol into optimal range and blood pressure into optimal range um, um, uh, until we know more. Um, and so, yes, I think you should um, continue to strive, and that would be uh, continuing to – you know, making sure we're cutting out processed foods and lowering the uh, calorie density of our diet and eating closer to what we might have um, in a in the times for before the processed food industry was born. Um, uh, and so um, there's all sorts of uh, satiety tips and all my 21 tweaks and stuff. So if you do the daily dozen, you're still not there. Then I, on the app, you switch over to weight loss mode and you uh, try to incorporate some of those 21 tweaks to drive body fat loss even further. We would love it if you could share with us your stories about reinventing your health through evidence-based nutrition. Go to nutritionfacts.org slash testimonials. We may share it on our social media to help inspire others. To see any graphs, charts, graphics, images, or studies mentioned here, please go to the Nutrition Facts podcast landing page. There you'll find all the detailed information you need, plus links to all the sources we cite for each of these topics. For a vital, timely text on the pathogens that cause pandemics, you can order the ebook, audiobook, or hard copy of my book, How to Survive a Pandemic. For recipes, check out my new How Not to Diet cookbook, it's beautifully designed with more than 100 recipes for delicious and nutritious meals. And all proceeds I receive from all my books go to charity. NutritionFacts.org is a nonprofit science-based public service where you can sign up for free daily updates on the latest in nutrition research via bite-sized videos and articles. Everything on the website is free. There's no ads, no corporate sponsorships, strictly non-commercial, not selling anything. Just put it up as a public service, as a labor of love, as a tribute to my grandmother, whose own life was saved with evidence-based nutrition.